Welcome back to Fresh Manna with Tiffany. I'm your host, Tiffany Parr. Um, I am so glad to have you guys here today. Uh, I just wanted to open up with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day. We worship you. We praise you. We honor you, Lord, with our lives. And Lord, we just ask, I just ask right now, Lord God, that you'd help me to explain everything in a way that's simple and easy to understand. I pray that you would prepare the hearts of the hearers that they would hear and understand and receive this word in Jesus name. Amen. Um, so this is um, just a continuation from the first message that I shared about cross-pollination. Um, if you missed it, please go back and watch um, the first video on it. Um, but I had received this word in my spirit early on a Sunday morning in August. And it was going over and over and over my spirit. And I began to meditate on it and find out, you know, what is it that the Lord is wanting to share about it. And so um, I shared a lot about it in um, the first the first video um, in the verse, the first podcast also about it. Um, but basically, God is bringing together unlikely pairings, unlikely pairings to um, fulfill the call in this end time call and untime harvest that's happening, that it's not just the normal um, it's just, it's not just the normal group of people that are the normal types of, um, partnerships that you'd expect. It's going to be strange ones, strange, unlike the things that will make you say, is this really God? Is this really the Lord? And that's why, um, let me see if I can bring this. Okay. That's why he has allowed me to share this today is to be, to confirm to confirm that some of these things that you see, they are in fact God, you know, and I'll just give you a, an example. Um, I don't know if any of you follow the, the chosen series, you know, I, I watched it. I watched season one and two and I absolutely love it. I, I love it. I can't wait for season three to come out, you know, um, and you see these actors, um, these actors and actresses, and they come from different walks of life, you know, and um, some believe differently than others. I mean, they believe in Christ, but they're not always the same denomination. And that's that's what the Lord is showing. That's ex that's a perfect example of what God is doing in these last days. Absolutely perfect. He's going to bring up together people. I, you know, people who are different in so many ways that you're like, I know God cannot be using this person to do this, you know? And in fact, it is in fact, God, you know, I'm not saying just for the chosen series, which I believe is of God, because, you know, this whole generation is video based video. Everything's video. Everything's video streaming. I mean, we need more video streaming types, things like this, you know? I think the Bible series was great. That was way back um, done. I, it would be great if they could redo the whole Bible series and let it be done um, the same format as the chosen series. I mean, that would be fantastic. But basically, there's been a lot of controversy around that. And th this is going to be the beginning of many, many, many controversies. That's my point. 
God has showed me that the people he's bringing together is going to be different, so different. There's young, old, different races, different um, people being signed to certain people. I, I had a mentor back when I was 19 and she was 29 and she was Caucasian. And we were together for two, probably two and a half years um, she was a mentor to me and we would go to um, church services together, um, revivals. Um, it was a very holy union. I mean, you know, we weren't together, you know, like nowadays you can't even say these things and it, it just seems, you know, um, but basically, you know, we were on the phone all the time praying um, she would pray for me. She would teach me. She would um, impart wisdom to me. She would rebuke me. I mean, I had so much rebuke from that relationship. It was, but it was healthy rebuke. Like I knew it was God using her. Like I saw the anointing on her life. I knew that what she was doing was helping to prune me so that I would bring forth fruit for the kingdom, you know? So you, you know, I, I had discernment even back then, but my point was that was a very, very unlikely pairing. Like when we would go to churches and we would be sitting together, listening to the word. I mean, you're in big churches. People are not going to really be looking cause it's like, a, you know, bigger churches, you know, but if you were to see us out, it's like, what is she doing with this girl? Like she's 10 years older than her or she looks 10 years old. What is she doing with this? And what is this, this Caucasian girl, this white girl who's 30 looking, what, why is she with this 20 year old? Like, what do they have in common? And that, that is exactly what God is going to be doing right now for this end times. There's going to be callings aligned. There's going to be, um, oh my gosh. I mean, it's just going to be. It's going to be awesome because of the fruit that will be born from it. But in the front end, it's going to look strange. It's going to look odd. It's not, you're not going to see the full ramifications of everything until it's over until, or, or almost over the fruit that's born from it. And that's where, you know, we really have to trust God where we're being sent, who we're under, why we're under this person for whatever reason, there's a reason for it. No matter how it looks, you know, we have to have courage, you know, we have to come, you know, we have to get past our fear and get past our prejudice and just say, God, there's a reason why I'm talking with this person today. There's a reason why I was pausing to talk with this person or go to go here or go there. Or sometimes you're assigned to somebody, you know, for a season and there's just, it's just odd, but you just know it. You just know that you're supposed to be with them, you know? So anyways, um, last time we talked about Naaman and Elisha and then Elijah and the widow of Zarephath. Today, we're going to look at Peter and we're going to look at a couple others. Um, so first of all, first off, um, it, for Peter, um, if we look in uh, Acts chapter 10, we see that, um, okay, even if you look back um, in chapter nine, we have Peter, you know, he just gets um, this little girl healed, Dorcas, I think it is, or um, yeah, 
he says to rise up Tabitha arise he opened her eyes okay and saw Peter she sat up and then she went about she called the saints and widows and presented her alive so that's not that's Acts chapter 9 verse 41 then it was known all throughout Joppa and many believed in the Lord and it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one Simon a tanner. So even there, we see something is just, what is he doing there? Why is he with Simon the tanner? You know, Simon the tanner, he's he's actually working with um, the skins of dead animals. You know, it's odd like why is he there right skins of de dead animals um yeah and so um you know we believe that it's it's it was a way of the first breaking of of uh, peter's heart to be open to um being sent to to a person you know to a person that is not a jew you know and so so anyway, so when we go to chapter 10, we see about Cornelius and Cornelius, Cornelius is a devout man, um, you know, a centurion from the Italian cohort. Um, but then when, when we go down, then we see that um, Peter, he's up on the rooftop um, and he's praying and he falls into a trance and then he sees the sheet come down. With these animals, these creeping, crawling animals. And, you know, God says to him, arise and eat, kill, arise, kill and eat. And he's like, no, I don't eat anything unclean. Why would I be doing that? And he said, arise, kill and eat. And he said that a second time. And um, so this is um, verse 15. And a voice came to him a second time. And what God has cleansed, no longer consider unholy. This happened three times and immediately the object was taken up into the sky. And while Peter was greatly perplexed in mind as to what the vision, as to what the vision and what he'd been seeing, behold, the men who had been sent by Cornelius, having had, having asked directions for Simon's house appeared at the gate. And so you know, he barely even had a chance to even, you know, ingest what had just happened. Um, but it says, it says they are calling out and they're asking for you. And while Peter was reflecting on the vision, look at how fast this happened. And while Peter was reflecting on the vision, the spirit said to him, behold, three men are looking for you, but get up and go downstairs and accompany them without misgivings you know, without prejudice, without misgivings, nothing doubting. I think it is says in the um, King James, nothing, nothing doubting. I like that doubting nothing for I have sent them, you know, for I have sent them. And then this one says, for I have sent them myself. That's in new American standard. And so um, he says, um, he went down, behold, I am the one you're looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And he says, Cornelius, the centurion, a righteous and God-fearing man, well spoken of by the entire nation of the Jews, was divinely directed by a holy angel to, to send for you and to come to his house to hear a message from you. 
And so he goes on and he says in verse 28, he says, um, he says, and you yourselves know how unlawful it is for a man who is a Jew to associate with a foreigner or visit him. Um, yet God has shown me that I should not call any man unholy or unclean. That is why I came without even raising any objection when I was sent for. So I asked for what reason have you sent me? And then he goes on and on, right? But here's the point. He says, and yet God has shown me that I should not call any man unholy or unclean. Okay. And um, then it goes down and says, you know, opening mouth. I most certainly understand that God is not one to show personality, partiality, but every nation, but in every nation, the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. The word he, um, the word which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Okay, so, you know, it goes on. Now let's look at verse 38. You know, Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. For God was with him. And how Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went about doing good, you know? And so, um, you know, and he says, we are witnesses of all these things, which he did. And so, you know, what did God have to do? He had to prepare uh, Peter's heart to go there to even speak to Cornelius. And so that's what's happening now is, He's wanting us to prepare our hearts for what's to come because the bottom line is this. If we don't embrace what God is doing now and we put up a bunch of roadblocks and questions and this and this and this, I mean, you should test everything and say it's of God, you know, test the spirits to see if they are of God. Definitely do what the Bible says, but don't be so quick to judge certain types of partnerships or certain types of projects that you may not understand the full, there's so many things that God sees that we don't see. But what I'm saying is, is that if we miss this, we could miss God. We could literally miss God. If we put up a bunch of roadblocks and say, this doesn't look, this looks odd. This is not right. This, this, you know, just like Peter said, I can't eat this. I cannot eat this. Meanwhile, look at it. Look at Peter. He just, he just rose that rose, got somebody rose from the dead. You know, he, he had just had little Tabitha rise from the dead and then he goes to Simon the Tanner's house and then he's, now he's at Cornelius's house. I mean, this doesn't look so good. This is not, this does not look good for a Jew. It doesn't look good for a Jew. When you put yourself where he was, he said it, it had to be God and God alone who showed him what was going to happen. Cause he's like, we don't associate with y'all. We, we don't have nothing to do with y'all. Nothing, nothing, no foreigner, nothing, nothing to do with you. But God has shown me. And then he looked to Jesus and said, look what Jesus did healing all who were oppressed. 
Jesus didn't say no to anybody that came to him. He may have asked him a question. Do you want to be healed? Or he may ask, you know, he may make certain certain comments. But at this at the end, he he did, in fact, heal people and everybody who came to him. There's not one person that he saw that came to him asking for healing that he didn't heal. Right. So, okay, so we look at that. Right. And then. So another example I wanted to look at was. um, Okay. We're not going to get into this too much, but I did want to mention um, the, the young prophet of Bethel who cried out against the altar. I mentioned him in another video. It's in first Kings 13. He had to go to um, cry out against that altar, but yet there was another prophet already in Israel, an older prophet. And that's another thing, like, <laughs> Just because somebody else is there and they are not the ones used and somebody new comes, that doesn't mean that that other person is not of God. Like there is a reason why God bypassed that person to go to this other person and use this other person from outside to send them. You know, we don't we don't always know why God does what he does, but he does. He uses he's sovereign. And that's really the bottom line with everything is God is sovereign. He can do what he wants, anytime he wants. And we don't question it. We, we have no argument against it. Nothing. You know, we learned that from the book of Job at the end of Job. He says to Job, do you know where the rain is stored? Do you know where, do you know why the hippopotamus does this? Do you know why uh, the ocean does this and stops here and, and this and that? Do you know any of these things? Do you know about the stars? Do you know about the Pleiades? Do you know about this and that? We don't know. We don't know. And we as humans, we we think we're so smart. We think we have God all figured out and we don't have God all figured out. We don't. We don't have God all figured out. It says his ways are past finding out. His ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Everything's higher. Everything's elevated higher. You know, in the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk, Habakkuk says, how long will you look, will you allow this violence in the earth? All I see is violence everywhere. All I see is violence. You know, I turn here and I turn there and they're fighting. It says they're always fighting and arguing. There's so much contention in, in Israel, in Judah. I think it's Judah. And, and, um, he says, uh, let me see. I think it's Judah. (laughs) Um, but anyways, he says, yeah. I think it's Judah. I'm just going to go with it. I think it's Judah. But anyways, um, he says, he says, he says, I'm raising up the Chaldeans. He said, you won't even, he said, I already have a plan. God says to uh, Habakkuk, I already have a plan. I'm, I'm raising up the Chaldeans. They're even worse. They're worse. They're, 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 they're really a hasty nation. They're really nasty. Like they're really, Oh man, you're really going to have, you you won't even believe what I'm telling you. I bet you Habakkuk said, I don't even hear this must be not be God. He said, how, he said, how can your eyes look upon evil? How can your eyes look upon more sin? You've got to be kidding me. You're going to use these people. Come on. Like, I'm sure he was like, I can't be here. God, I must not be a real prophet. Like I'm thinking he's thinking this, like, God, you're, what are you doing? You're raising up the Chaldeans. They're even worse. That's even more violence. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is the God we serve. We do not understand him always. So I really, that's why I'm so big about like not passing judgment on situations before you know for sure. You know, I just, I just totally, totally think that wisdom is, you know, uh, what is said with Gamelia, Gamaliel in Acts when he said, if it's of God, it'll work, it'll go, it'll, 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 it'll work out. If it's not of God, it won't, you know? And so that's the way we need to look at it. But basically, you know, that's an unlikely cho- cho- choice. That is an unlikely choice to choose the Chaldeans, to raise up the Chaldeans. That's, that's unlikely, right? So, okay. So moving on, let's look at, this is one of my favorite ones, um, Ananias, Ananias and Paul, Saul to Paul, right? Paul. So if we go to Acts, I think that's Acts chapter nine, um, we will see that, um, yep. Okay. So in Acts chapter nine, we see that Ananias, um, you know, Paul had his, you know, he was on the road to Damascus and he got, you know, um, Jesus confronted him and said, you know, why are you kicking against the pricks? Um, you know, I, I want you to do this and that, you know, so he says, well, he says that, um, he becomes blind, you know, and then, um, God goes to Ananias in verse 13, verse 13, nine, verse 13. He says, Lord, I have heard many things about this man, how much evil he has done at thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call upon thy name. But God says, I think I'll just look in here, but God tells him, he says, go your way for he is my chosen instrument to bear my name before the Gentiles and Kings and the sons of Israel. Now that is cross pollination. Totally like the Gentiles, the Kings and the sons of Israel. He said, for I must show him how much he must suffer for my namesake. And so Ananias departed and entered his house. And after laying hands on him, he says, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, which you are coming, has sent me that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes, something like scales and regained his sight. And he got up, he got up, he baptized him and he took and took food and was strengthened. And so, yeah, back here in verse 10. It said, now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he said, here am I, Lord. And he said, get up and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for a man of Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. And he has seen and and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard many things about this man, how much harm he did to your saints at Jerusalem. 
In here, he has authority to bind. Uh, he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call upon your name. So, I mean, of course, I'm reading it again, but basically to show you that how it started, you know, he said to him, he said while he was, you know, it's, it's this was all in a vision, you know. And so, you know, Ananias was just a believer. He was just a believer. He wasn't even you know, a man with a calling, you know, like with, with, you know, he wasn't an apostle prophet or whatever or pastor teacher, none of that had been given yet, but he was, you know, he was, um, just a believer and he followed, he prayed, he followed and he obeyed and he went to Paul and he called him brother, brother Saul. He said, brother Saul, he even called him brother even called him a brother. And then he baptized him, got him food, you know. I mean, that's 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 cross-pollination there. That's very unlikely pairing. That's a very unlikely assignment. That's a dangerous assignment. And so he had to get past his fear. He had to get past fear. He had to get past the, he had to probably thought, my, you know, I don't even know if he's really converted. Is this man even really converted? You know, am I really hearing God now? Is he really telling me to do this? You know, so that's what we're, that's what, you know, that's what was happening with him. You know, so then, um, yeah, I think he said, uh, Once he kept going, he, I mean, he, he, he did get him healed. You know, his, the scales, it says, fought, fell from his eyes. And so this, I think I'm going to wrap this one up and we will do one last segment on this. There'll be another example. So come back for the third video. But for now, I definitely want to pray you out. I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that those who have heard this word and received it, Lord, that they would not, they would be able to go without prejudice, Lord, that they would walk forth in the calling that you have for them, that they would seek you about whatever person comes to them that approaches them or they receive um, an offer to do something. And it seems kind of strange at first that they would seek your face and find out and see if they can receive a piece about this. And the spirit of fear, I just bind that spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. I bind that spirit of racism in the name of Jesus. I loose peace. I loose love. I loose faith amongst your people right now in the name of Jesus, that they will fully walk out this call so that fruit may be born for your kingdom. Fruit in Jesus name. Amen. See you next time.